0: Listening to Riverview Church Conversations, the podcast for the spiritually curious. Welcome back to the Riverview Conversations podcast, everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is Reese, and sitting across from me is Ryan Mm -hmm. Gagler.
1: That's me. Uh, So
0: good to be with y'all
1: again. Mm -hmm. Y'all, wow. What a start. We're off to a flyer. Yes, we are. (laughs) Reese. Uh, today's topic of conversation is consumer Christianity. And it had me thinking about consumption. What what's the app on your phone or a website? Where mm. where do you spend most of your time? Oh, it's the Bible app.
0: No. Very no, good, that, Reach. No, that's a lie. That's, oh, okay. that, that is a big fat lie. Um I gotta be honest, most of my evenings are spent on Wikipedia. Like Bonnie gets a bit, um, she has a sideways glances at me when we're watching something because I spend like, we'll start off watching a show mm, mm. or we'll be talking about something and very yep. quickly I'll be like neck deep
1: in the Wikipedia. You
0: go down the, the rabbit hole oh, as well? Yeah. Hardcore. Like, Have you ever played the Wikipedia game where you've got like seven clicks to, to get, get to Jesus? Is it to Jesus? Yeah, you got like six clicks to get to Jesus Christ from where like you push the random randomizer. I like that. And you got six goes. How to do you go? Pretty good. That's good. I, f- I feel like the um, the key to it is to find like a nationality. Yeah, yeah right, if you can right, get right. yourself to the Middle East in a couple of goes, you're sorted. <laughs> what about you, Ryan?
1: Oh, uh, I honestly would probably say things like the podcasting app. Oh, Obviously, of course. you're listening to this on, nice. on your whatever podcasting app you're using. I would say that's a lot of consumption for me is around listening to audio. Like I do do a lot of uh, reading, but I would say using my device. Podcasting is the way
0: to go. These podcasts you listen to, Ryan. Like, yeah, yeah, what are we talking about? Like uh, it's a, a few a, a week, mix. a
1: few a day. Uh, I would probably say I would listen to a podcast a day, varying in length. But yeah. uh, you know, I will listen to sports podcasts. I will listen to entertainment, to um, church or theology podcasts. It's what, kind
0: of diverse. Yeah. What do you think the um, the strike rate is for listening to a podcast and actually it having a meaningful impact on your daily oh, pretty, life? Pretty
1: low? Yeah, right. I mean, when I'm talking about sports podcasts, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting out there and doing much. Yeah, right. Um, uh, But it's these kind of conversations that have kind of framed some of the topic for today. And this is one that we've also had on our list for a little while to talk about. Mm. And part of the burning question in, inside me, and we've talked about this a long time ago, Reese was Psalm 1 talks about being planted. And a huge... Um, part of this conversation is really what does it look like to be planted in Christian community now and how is that working alongside what we would call consumer Christianity? Is it the antithesis of it? Is it um, just a part of it? Because I think we've all noticed in light of COVID and a COVID world, um, a, a change in the way we, I mean, and this has been happening for quite a while, but a change in the way we approach Christianity is it just like a podcasting app or Wikipedia where you go on and you get your bit uh, with
0: minimal to little investment? Mm. Thoughts on consumer
1: Christianity before
0: we dive in, Race. Oh, so I feel like it's been something that's you know been those two words together, consumer Christianity, have been bandied about for many years now, mm. Mm. and as I may have alluded to in another podcast, I feel like I've potentially been part of that machine mm. in my kind of previous. Life as a musician, Um, and it's always a bit of a uh, a strange one for me because I feel like, by and large, no people are actually going. Yeah, I'm just going to be a consumer Christian. I'm going to consume all the stuff I can, and I'm just going to get it all in me, and Mm -hmm. my life is going to be better. People don't set out to consume Christianity in that kind of way. Like, like, generally, most people who are interested in or have an interest in spirituality or Christianity kind of generally want to. uh, approach things appropriately mm. but where do things go astray how how is it that we found ourselves in a place where we're just consuming all the messages and the books and the and the worship services and bouncing around from church to church you know how how is it that we got here you know mm. and and our guest
1: today is friend of the podcast dr brian harris mm. we're excited to have him join with us and some of the questions we wanted to ask were around you know personal preference christianity um some of the things you've just mentioned there recently. Uh, what are the pitfalls of consumer Christianity? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And so, we're excited to have uh, Brian join with us. So, enjoy this conversation. Well, Brian, thanks again for joining us uh, on the podcast. So good to have you back with us again. Welcome. Well, very, very good to be with you. And th- thanks for the invite. <laughs> mm. Now today, Brian, we're talking um, about consumer Christianity and this is um, a massive topic and a topic where Reese and I have been quite excited to have and we are glad to have you here for it. Now, I know um, it was probably a number of years ago you wrote a a blog article that I found quite helpful. Whether wow. or not you know that, that's okay, another well, thing. Well,
2: good, thank you. Um, and <laughs> it was around. It. <laughs>
1: it was around consumer Christianity um, and the risks somewhat involved in in. Um, consumer Christianity. Can you maybe just speak into that a little bit? What what made you write that? Was it something that you were seeing um, in the way we were doing church, um, and just speak into consumer Christianity? What is it? Um, what are the risks
2: involved in participating in it? Yeah, sure. So 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 sometimes it helps to have like a little bit of a historical background. So so if you think historically, what church would people go to, and in the era of what? came to be known as Christendom, where basically certain countries of the world were viewed as Christian countries and everyone attended a church, Uh, you would have the parish concept of of the local church. So where you lived, your geographic area, that determined which particular church Mm -hmm. you'd go Mm -hmm. to. And uh, even in my lifetime, uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, that was still a fairly strong concept. And in parts of the country, if you wanted to attend a church outside of your geographic area... You had to actually get written permission from the pastor of oh, yeah, right. your local yeah. parish. You would say, "Right, you can go there." And people had to give reasons. So, for, so for example, you know, it would be Sunday morning, and I I always want to visit my my mother who's elderly and in a retirement village, and uh, her retirement village happens to be in another area, so we can't get to get get to the local mm. church, but mm. we go to her with the church. Can will you give me permission to do that? <laughs> and your 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 pastor would then write you the letter of permission. <laughs> You'd show it to the other pastor or the the vicar or whoever it would be, and they'd say, "Fine, that's a valid reason." So, so there was never any sense that churches would compete. Mm. Uh, it was the parish concept. Where would you go? You'd attend locally. You'd do that for a number of reasons. Transport was number one, was just mm-hmm. very, very difficult. So, yeah, yeah. so by and large, you you walked to church. And so so wherever you went was your your local church. Mm. And you just assumed that if I live here, this is where God wants me to be, uh, this is where I serve. So, so at that point in time, the idea of Actually, there's a competing market of churches that I could attend. <laughs> oh my goodness, that that didn't enter your mind. I mean, it did enter your mind in a certain sense. It was in a denominational sense. Yeah, right. So, so it comes with the Protestant Reformation. Uh, the church has mm-hmm. been one until what, 1054, when it splits into a church in the East and the West. Uh, it's then in these two branches until 1517, the Protestant Reformation. And, oh, my goodness, post the Protestant yeah, Reformation, okay. the church then starts to splinter. So, so yes, there was the parish model of church, but then there was the denominational model of church as well. And, that and denominations were then, you know, we we particularly good at this. We baptize in the right way or <laughs> yeah, yeah. we you know, have the right teaching about free will or we have the right teaching about uh, uh, predestination or something like that. Wh- whatever yeah, the model yeah, was, yeah. you mm. had your little denominational distinctive and you would emphasize that. But, mm. but then you would just go to your local denominational offering uh, that, mm. that, 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 that was in your area. Now, that's all moved on and it's like very much yeah, a yeah, previous yeah. era and, and, and quite a long time back now. And so now people say, and say, okay, well, there are churches around. Where should I attend? So so we start off feeling empowered by choice. I have a choice. Mm. And, and and when people go into a new area, the decision is usually, so where mm. would I yeah. worship? Mm-hmm. Uh, and most commonly now in the past, that would have been, right, I know what my denomination is and I know where I'm going to be living. Mm. So it's a denominational choice based on my geographic location. So I, I hop
1: on Google and find your find local it.
2: assemblies find of god or whatever it is yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly and 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 the decisions made before before i've, I've actually got there this mm. is not something to angst over mm. um but no, it's different. No, mm, I go. and yeah. And it's very, very, very common for people to say, "Right, I'll spend the first few months looking around to find if they're Christian people. I'll spend the first few months looking around to try and decide which church is right for me. <laughs> and, and And immediately that mindset has changed because you can see the mindset change. The, the mindset change has been right, there will be an appropriate right place for me, and there are, and I know where it is, it's because it will be where I live, and it mm. will be in terms of my confessional background. to there are a lot of choices out there. Now, I wonder on what basis I should make the decision. Mm. And, and the moment that you're kind of thinking, I wonder on what basis I should make the decision, you start to think like a consumer. And so you start to think, right. maybe it will be because the youth program is what I want. And that's not an uncommon one. I mean, particularly if you've got teenagers, mm. you may be sitting there thinking, what's going to speak to them? I'm really concerned about them, so i make a decision for them. Or who has the best children's program? Or music's really important to me. Or music... You know, if it's beyond a certain volume, I can't stand it. So that's very, <laughs> very important that I'm not going to run these loud places. Not so, going to Riverview. Yeah. Or teaching is really, really very important. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're things that really matter yeah. to you. And and you are behind the steering wheel and you're saying, right, uh, uh, you know, what ticks the boxes? And, of course, the problem that you... With with that is, that's fine. So you get there and you say, there you go, here's Riverview, and it's it ticks nine of the ten boxes. So, mm. so so that's great, excellent. So I go there and, you know, and then another church opens up and it actually ticks ten of the ten boxes. Mm-hmm. So off I am. And mm. then something changes in that other church. And or you your know, preference changes. Or my mm. yeah. preference yeah. changes, change, change. exactly. Uh, and so, so I'm all full over again. And, and right through that process, it's – I'm a spectator, I'm a consumer, I make the decisions. There's nothing about, so what does God want in this? What is the calling mm. from me? Mm. are I supposed to actually be putting something into this place? should I actually be transforming situations in which I find myself? You, you know, the actual involvement of God in the whole thing seems to become pretty nebulous.
0: Mm. I suppose um, mm. you know, we've probably all heard tales of people who have come to town or they're looking to move churches and they visit maybe like 10, 15, 20 churches and they haven't. Found the thing it's almost like they're they're looking for just a vibe or a yeah. feeling of oh, this is the place where I'm supposed to be, yeah. but maybe not actually examining what it is mm. that yeah. is uniquely for them to do, whether yeah. it be whether you call it a calling mm. or
2: um mission or some kind yeah. of a well, well, like well it goes to the much deeper question of what does church actually mean i, I mean that's the much more profound question mm. so mm. what does it mean to be part of the people of god and what does it mean to being called to live as a pilgrim people of, of god in the world yeah well, and and you know when we recognize actually i'm called to be a christ follower so whenever i arrive somewhere i need to say you know i'm called to be part of a community of disciples god God in God's own self is triune, three, three and one. So, mm. so, so being in a community, you you can't reflect the nature of God if somehow you're in, in community because this God is Father, Son, Spirit. Uh, so, so we're in community because that's what God is like, and we're made for one another. And we 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 to serve God together in community, and to mm. be to be part mm. of a community of faith that moves out into the world that God has called us into. Now, now these are profound things, and they they saw way above mm-hmm. the volume of the music or mm. uh, you know yeah, how yeah, funny the yeah. preacher is and how many jokes he includes mm. or she includes in every sermon it's like christianity is not is not a buffet you're Absolutely. not
0: going to mm. load things up on yep. your plate mm. and actually eat them whether it be the music or the preaching yep. or the location or the time of day or yeah. the kids program yeah. or um or whether or not they have a podcast or, or online services or something like that mm. yep. yeah yeah I'm, I'm aware
1: that in all of that um you know, we as the church haven't necessarily helped that either because we have grown up in a context in which, um, you know, there's advertising and, and sales and marketing and, and you want to make sure that what you're serving up to the mm. people coming to church is is something that they will enjoy. Yep. Um And in some senses, you know, like in light of something like a COVID, we've almost delivered like an Uber Eats service where we provide something and maybe – People tithe, which is like their subscription to <laughs> <Yep>. whatever that <laughs> yep. service that you provide is. In proximity to the pastor. <laughs> yep. so, yeah. So so we haven't necessarily helped in that yep. either. But the I guess the question I have is what's the alternative? Like if if that's consumer Christianity and maybe that's not where we're
2: called to to be, what's the alternative? I I think it goes back to saying, you know, what does it mean to be part of the people of God? Mm. So it is pretty countercultural but my life is not my own mm. so, so so i know we have there's this huge movement i must actualize myself i must become the best version of myself mm. that i can possibly be and of course you must be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be but you know jesus says that there's a particular route to do that it's that you know if you want to if you want to be first be willing to be last if you want to find your life why not lose it uh so, 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 so the direction of Jesus is always be a little less self-conscious. Let yourself go and listen to what God is doing in the community. Sense, sense where the spirit is at work mm. and then sense the call that comes to you. So mm. it's not about what my preference is. It's about where am I feeling? I mean, I want to be God's person, but the number one thing in my agenda is how can I live for God? Uh, that seek first the kingdom of God, and then all these other secondary things yeah. get 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 added to you afterwards. So, so how can I then be a God person? Now, now, that doesn't mean that I don't pay attention to what the local church might be like. I, I need to be sensible. I mean, I I need to be fed, and I do need to be nurtured. Mm. And if I'm going to go to a place that I just feel depressed, mm. uh, demotivated, angry, frustrated. Well, well, yes, I do need to ask myself why do I feel like that? Yeah, but yeah. But the answers might be perfectly valid, but you feel depressed because it's depressing <laughs> and you feel demotivated because it is demotivating, mm. and you feel annoyed mm. because actually practices are happening that never should happen mm. and and it and it can be that that, that that as you pray, you just realize, and you know what, your name is not against that place, your name is not there uh, and and that's fun now, that's not being a consumer though that's that's saying mm. I'm a called person. Mm. And the thing that I look for is not what I most enjoy, yeah. but where I spot my name. So I spot my name. Sometimes you you go to a place and you just say, wow, I think, I think that God is saying this is the place that I can serve. Mm. This is the place that I must be. Mm. And it soars way beyond great preaching. Mm. I mean, it might have great preaching, might have, but but very often, sometimes we find our name in the absence of, of things in a place. So I look there and I say, you know, actually this kids program isn't that, that great, and I know that God has called me to be a great kids person. <laughs> you know, so mm. so that's great because actually there's a place for me. Yeah. My, my name is here. Mm. Uh, so so I think it's about how we go into it, and we go into it with i am um, I'm I'm called to be God's person. I'm called to serve. Is my name here, mm. and do I sense that God is saying? that's the place for you. This is where you should serve. And if God does that, then it is improbable that it will be a three-week assignment. Mm. It will probably be a multiple-year one. Mm. And if you're having a new assignment every few weeks, sorry, I'm going to look at you skeptically. Mm. Mm. Um, You're talking about the reasons for
0: for going into something, whether it be a church or a community. It's almost as if no one sets out to be a consumer Christian deliberately. No one's thinking, I'm going to. Like quite often people would go on the journey with good intentions. I want to grow as a Christian. Mm. I want to love people better. Mm. I want to be active in my community mm. and living out the will of God. Um, so I'm going to read as many books as I can and I'm going to listen to as many podcasts as I can and watch as many messages and I'm going to get involved in all the things I can. I'm going to go to all the worship services and all the prayer meetings and pretty soon nothing means anything because there's just so much going in right. That right. you can't actually – Digest it. Yeah, mm, yep. uh, I've often wondered if whether or not, rather than um, in, our, in our programming of church gatherings, rather than just hopping about between topics or leaving it up to the preacher whether or not you'd say something like, okay, for this year we're going to be going, through, we're going to be doing a series the entire year on the Book of Mark. Mm. You know, and actually doing a deeper dive right. together. Right. As right. a community, rather than kind of yeah. trying to feed the beast with programs yeah. and yep. and messages and and sticky sayings and yep. motivational grabs that might yep. people might be able to take yeah. into their week, but they only get as far as Tuesday and it's yep. it's
2: gone from their mind. Yeah. Well, well, one of the most at the time I experienced it as a, a kind of well, I didn't like a conversation kind of experience, but I was an early pastor. I was still back living in South Africa in those days, and the church I was pastoring we used to have a morning and a nighttime service. And it used to be kind of it, it was those days where people go to church both morning and night <laughs> if you were a genuine Christian and, and really serious about following Jesus. And uh, so a new family comes to the, the, the church, young married couple, uh, and the guy is just one of these wonderful people who gets involved in everything and is mm-hmm. very talented and he's a lovely, funny person. And, you know, I had high hopes for him and leadership positions and all kinds of things. And he comes to me one day and he says, but I just wanted to let you know uh, we're not going to be coming to the morning service anymore." Um, and I said, oh, "Okay." And he says, "And that's because actually, you, you know, you're a great preacher." So that was really nice. Thank to you. <laughs> th- 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 thank you. So you're not going to hear me twice because I'm a great preacher. <laughs> you know, that that that's odd. And he says, "Yes, I mean, there, there's actually a lot in what you say every time, and I've just found I cannot process all of that, and I know that I can't just be someone." who takes things in and does nothing about them. And it's just oh. too thick and fast for me. I can't do it. So I'd rather just do the one and really think about that. And I try to live with that right through the week. Mm. And I try to do that. And then next week I'm ready for something else. But, you know, when I get the morning and the nighttime and then I go to a home group in the middle of the week, it's just too much. Mm. And and in the end I become the person I don't want to become, the person who knows lots of things and does nothing oh. about any of them. So, so – I mean, I've I've always remembered that. I mean, that, this was a conversation yeah. a long time ago. How did that time, make but, you feel when he said that? Well, there was part of me I thought, but you're so useful, and I
1: want to use you, and stick around, kind
2: of be busy. But another part of me was, yeah. no, that's very mature, and that's very wise, oh, and yeah. that's absolutely the right thing. And and so yes, I mean, uh, to my credit, I said, bless yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. You, you know that all good. That, yeah. that 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 that's good. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm interested. Um,
1: on what you said there, there's a bit of a phenomenon going around at the moment um, where we do just consume and consume and consume almost Christian entertainment. Mm, you know, yeah. you move from message from um, celebrity speaker to celebrity speaker to yeah, worship set conference chasing new worship songs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Do,
2: does is there a point where that be- gets unhelpful? I think there's a point which even gets sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because wow. um, and, and that's a strong word. And I realize that that's strong language. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we need to. It goes back to. So what is the church? The 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 church is God's gathered people, but we gather together so that we can be scattered. So so mm-hmm. so the reason wow. for the gathering is the scattering. We come together so that we hear from God. We pray together. We share our lives together. We have meaningful interaction together, and then we are thrown out into the world to be God's people, and. I'm sorry. When 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 some people are at church things just the whole time. Mm. What world are they going out into? Mm. The answer: the ghetto, a little Christian ghetto. And Jesus very clear: you're the salt of the earth. Uh, salt spread widely is wonderful. You take a whole mouthful of salt, and it's a horrible, horrible mm. experience. Yeah, well, and and we are sometimes saying to people: you be that whole mouthful of salt why because we modeling ourselves on on successful industries that are mm. busy and full and have lots mm. of people and mm. and actually we Profitable. need to say well well yeah well we need to say what what actually equips our people what is their task their task is not to be here yeah. their task is to be out in God's world so so, so what actually equips them for that um, yeah. and and I mean, again, another conversation. Uh, when I was passing actually, in New Zealand, the, the, mm-hmm. the church which you, you went to when you, when you were a kid. Uh, so, one of the families in the, in the church who you probably remember, but I won't give their name on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'll guess. Uh, <laughs> yes, see if you can guess. Yes. Okay. So, so he comes to me and he says, uh, "Brian, you know, I've, I've been, I've been uh, leading this. This I think it was a home group that he had been leading at, at this time." Um, but I've been invited to, to coach a soccer team, under-12 soccer team, uh, and I'm thinking that actually my whole life really is in the church and that my best witness would be in coaching the soccer team. Mm. So I hope you don't mind. Please don't think that I'm I'm kind of a second-class Christian or something. I'm going to stop running the home group and I'm going to start coaching the under-12 soccer team So I'm actually a really good coach and I'll build up really good relationships with the parents and, and I want you to know that I'm doing that for Jesus and that that's my witness in the world. Yeah. That's my way of being out in the world. And rather than being annoyed with me because I'm not running the home group, I just want you to pray for me, that I have opportunities to speak and to live for Jesus. And, and you know what? I mean, what can you argue against that? That's, that's being the people of God in the that's world. Good. Of course you should coach the, coach the soccer team. That's absolutely appropriate and right. Mm. Uh, and people have X amount of time. And there's this fine juggle that, that we need to, need, need to make is I need enough so that I am spiritually alive, that I feel close to God. And I need to be in a place that helps me to be that. Mm. But it's for a reason. And, and, and when simply being alive is for the sake of being alive, and we forget that the reason for the gathering is the scattering, yeah. when we forget that, and then, then things go strangely, strangely awry. I suppose mm. the
0: implication of what you're saying is that Christianity, the church, is not about coming together so I can thrive mm. in the way that I might see fit. Mm. Mm. It's not mm-hmm. about becoming a better person and having more stuff and yeah. getting blessed and receiving the word um, yeah. in a way that's, you know, kind of I suppose what you would say prosperity gospel really. You're not coming to church or part of the gathering so that you can have yeah. monetary or things or status. Yeah. You're saying the scattering is so that you can be low, you could be made low and actually yeah. have other people yep. Yep.
2: experience yeah. goodness yeah. in the world yeah. rather yeah. than you. Yeah. Well, well mm. I mean, let, 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 let's not put in false alternatives, but let's rather think in terms of the order in which things Yeah, happen. right. So, so if the first order, the first priority is I'm happy, I'm blessed, I'm great, this is marvellous, and the and you know what, because of that, I'm actually sometimes quite a nice person. I'm nowhere near as angry as I used to be, and I even give a little bit of money away, you know, so some good comes from that. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong order. The, yeah. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, well. the first order needs to be is this the place through which I, I can serve God? Is these yeah. the people, God, that I'm called to be with? Self-sacrificing. And yeah. and, and all these other things. So, so to seek first the kingdom of, of, of heaven or the kingdom of God and all these other things get added to you. So, so yes, somewhere along the way, I do find it satisfied. But you know what? Sometimes my greatest satisfaction comes in a way that I really do not expect it to come. Mm. It comes when actually I make the sacrifice. Mm. It mm. comes when actually I have strive to really get to understand people who are completely not like me. Uh, and, 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 I mean, this is something of the, of the horrible thing about consumer Christianity. I, I choose who my brothers and sisters mm. will be because I look in this church and say, oh, no, they aren't educated the way that I would like or they, they laugh mm. at the wrong jokes or they like country and western music or whatever <laughs> it happens to be that I find anathema. Or just look at the coffee they serve yeah. there. <laughs> and come, and, 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 and kind of, I just can't handle that. And, and I make judgments about the people, and I'm, I'm actually picking and choosing who my brothers and sisters will be. That, and and sometimes I actually discover, actually, you know, these people who just have this appalling taste in coffee and have no sense of this. That they are wonderful mm. human beings yeah. whom I love profoundly and who have changed my life. And I would never ever usually have chosen to associate with them. And that's one of the big differences between church and world, that that in the world, I'm constantly, I I look at my bank balance and I say, right, what suburb can I afford to live in? And I make sure that it's the most expensive one I can manage. And I look at all these things and I I choose, I, I do my options, and it's about... I make sure that I'm forever comfortable and with the kinds of people who make me comfortable. Mm. Being part of the the, the the community of God means I embrace the people that God brings into my community yeah, yeah. wherever yeah. it is. And I look at them and say, you know what, you are my brother, you are my sister, yeah. and you're a very different brother, you're a very different sister, and I will strive with you. And, and oh, when that actually happens – we are much better people as a result, yeah. and I find my joy. So, so I do become more joyful, mm. but it's but it can be quite a long term process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see, I guess, when you look at other industries,
1: um, why the church, in some ways, has embraced this, you know, consumer Christianity mm. thing. Because, you know, if you look at other industries, it's about uh, financial gain or growth. Yep. And so, mm. for us, if it just becomes about growing in numbers, well. We're going to put anything on that people like, and we're going to start saying anything that people like, and and, and I get the sense that things like the the prosperity gospel have come out of uh, maybe a leaning so much into what people will like to hear that we've forsaken maybe what we need to hear.
2: Oh, I mean, the prosperity gospel is a is a classic. Example. I mean, what gospel is that? <laughs> like, I mean, if you know Jesus, you'll always be healthy. You'll always be wealthy. Mm. And life will Always go well. Just like it happened for the disciples, who mm. were all <laughs> killed for their faith. <laughs> mm. Serious. I mean, like, does mm. do, do do people not know anything of church history? Do people mm. not read the Bible at all? I mean, this is, you're supposed to be blessed because you're a great Bible person. You're following Jesus. Well, read the Bible. Read mm. the Bible. Look, mm. look what happens to the people who follow God closely. Actually, there aren't the ones whose lives flourish. Yeah. I mean jesus had had twelve disciples. one Judas goes out and hangs himself, he's done a terrible thing. it's It's a tragic story. Uh, eleven remain. Uh, from our best historical records, ten of those eleven they end up being been executed because of mm. their faith. Mm. If that's the health and prosperity gospel, it's a very different way yeah. of presenting it. Mm. Uh, and And yet these are the people, who in the deepest sense were healthy and prosperous and wealthy, the deeper sense of the word, they followed Jesus. They changed the world. Their bank balance was almost zip uh, and their lifespan was not long.
0: Mm. Mm. We were talking about it yesterday, I think, the, 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 even the word consumer Christianity, of consuming Christianity, consuming mm. God, but it's almost the other way around. It's almost like we are to be.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Consumed by yeah. Jesus, the mission, the yeah. the calling, yeah. Yeah. the um the community but to be used up yeah. for the benefit of other people. Yeah,
2: um, and and we allow ourselves to be consumed because we so deeply trust that this is the God who loves, this is the God who yeah. knows, this is the God who 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 knew me when I was being formed in my mother's womb, and and the God whose life I can totally trust and put my hands mm. uh, my hands in His hands. And, and, and so, so often consumer Christianity is about, actually, I don't really trust God. You know, I, I will stay in the driver's seat, thank you very much, as mm-hmm. opposed to actually God is involved in the flow of my life. Maybe I should just assume that God is involved. Because very often we start with the assumption God is not involved. In other words, I'm not a person of faith. Actually, no, I am a person of faith. Mm. Because I am a person of faith, I go into love saying God is involved. Therefore, there are no accidental encounters. Therefore, somehow, and now I'm not saying that in terms of we puppets on a string. I don't mean that. Mm. But I do believe that God is and I think scripture encourages us to believe God is constantly involved and therefore situations we find ourselves are always the invitation of God. Mm. How will you be my person in this situation? Mm. And and I approach it with trust and open hands. And and I don't feel that I desperately have to make the script. I have to live the script. Uh, mm.
0: wow.
2: You're also not waiting for it to
0: everything to be all aligned. No. You know, it's, yeah. you, you can put your hand to whatever is in front of you yeah. rather than mm. searching for the right moment. Mm. You know, yeah. you could you could have all the best intentions of you know when these things line up, then I know I'm in my sweet spot, and I'm going to wait for the sweet spot yeah. in in a good way, rather than just trying to consume things. Mm. But what you're saying is, you're actually person of faith. You are able to put your hand to whatever is in front of you, and mm. God is with you. And there's something in that, yeah. mm. and that is that's really what it's all about, rather than kind of waiting or choosing or receiving or getting or mm. attaining,
1: yeah. striving.
2: And, and and let's go back to another basic biblical image for the church. The church is the body of Christ, and we are members of that body. And and uh, in Corinthians, Paul talks about you know these different parts that we all play. So 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 when I think of being church, it's never about I'm the person sitting watching the play. I'm in the play. So so so, so somehow I am the hand, or I am the foot, or I am the toe, or I am the what whatever it is that I am. So so if I'm saying you know all oh, these people performing in a way that pleases me, well. Actually, there's something about being human because we're made in the image of God. Means you are an actor; mm. <clears throat> you are not a consumer. You're supposed to be playing the play. Uh, you you will never be deeply satisfied if you're simply observer. Yeah. Uh, you you will never become the person you actually meant to be. It's it's when you you dive in and you realize my name is here. I'm being invited to serve here. This will probably be for the long term, and this will be with an extraordinary community of people who. Who are actually my brothers and sisters? Mm. Um, that's that starts to get yeah. get to a new mm. New Testament version of church. I suppose that's we're talking about things
0: on, I suppose, a person to person level, right? Mm. But then some of us actually work <laughs> for a church, or yeah. um, we're employed to do a certain thing, yeah. and there might be pitfalls of how we might program our gatherings, and that may potentially be unhelpful. I'm yeah. uh, I'm just trying to think of in my head ways that we could look at programming our gatherings differently yeah. or using our buildings differently mm. or um, yeah. structuring, structuring things so that um, we're not commodifying oh. the worship yeah, or yeah. the preacher. Oh, because, I mean, you must yeah. have experienced it. And, I mean, and I'm mm. sure the story that you told before kind of alludes to that, that the pressure to perform every week and come yeah. up with the new thought and, yeah. and bring in the new song and have um, – brand-new LED screen and fancy building and and all that type of stuff. And those things in and of themselves are nice-to-haves but not must-haves. But sometimes we can turn them into... You know, things that we also consume. You know, yeah. Building
2: becomes consumable. A preacher becomes yeah. consumable. Oh, and our identity, our identity starts to lie. At this. So so. Now if I'm pastoring a church and the numbers are growing, then I feel like I'm an amazing person. Yeah. If I'm pastoring a church and the numbers are going down, oh, my goodness, I'm a failure. And, and our identity is too closely tied, and we yeah. stop actually trusting. We, we stop actually asking, what is God doing in the midst of mm. this? Mm. Actually, God can be deeply at work in a church yeah. that's declining. Yeah. People don't like to say that, but of course... God works, and, yeah. and there are all yeah. kinds of things that can be learned. And life is often about disappointment. Life is often about letting things go. And so, to be part of a community that's struggling sometimes is is deeply transforming for us, and can be a deep form 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 of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you made a comment of you know being on the staff of a church. Uh, I think one of the most helpful things that was said to me early on in, in my ministry was was someone said, "You, you do need to recognise that faith has now become your job, and you you, you need to think how will I." faithfully live with that. Mm. So I actually do receive a salary for doing this. I'm paid to say the right things, Uh, you know, and and if you're paid for saying the right things, what are you doing to make sure that you don't sell your soul to that? And, And to actually say, you know what? I'm a Jesus person. I'm actually committed to the kingdom. I'm supposed to serve here in this particular place. But my first allegiance is to the kingdom. Mm. And everything is going to pressurize me to say, no, no, hold on. What benefits my local place and to lose sight of the kingdom? Mm. I mean, it's it's a risk. So so I think we need to recognize there are inherent risks and we need to, we need to guard our souls mm. and to step back every now and then and to say, am I a Jesus person or am I just a the place that employs me person? If if I've become just the place that employs me, mmm, mmm. Like yeah. kind of yeah. that's your soul
0: It's interesting you say that i'm think I'm thinking about my um my time as a touring worship musician right. in the recording industry and all of that and and I wouldn't say that anyone that i was in in the band or that I worked with in and of themselves were trying to just feed the beast right. there was plenty plenty of good intentions um, in my experience of the people I worked with, but when you step back and look broadly in terms of the the pressure to Make albums and write songs and, yeah. and, and, mm. and grow and go onwards and upwards and build a following. And it kind of all just very quickly leaves a bit of a bitter taste in your mouth. And the reason why I eventually left is because I felt like I'm just being paid to say the right things and play some songs. And I, I'm not actually living it, I'm, I'm just doing it.
2: Right. There's other things right. in life. Right.
0: And I feel like something's amiss here. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, it's mm. it's it's interesting what, what what you were saying before kind of re- resonates with me in, mm. in my my former life I suppose as it were yeah. um and I I definitely carry that in my journey as a staff member here at Riverview mm. in that am I actually am I stewarding this time as a staff member well am I focusing on the right things or am I just building things right 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 because you know, if I'm just building things it's it's quite a hollow, mm. right, right? Hollow ministry that I have here at Riverview.
2: Yeah, mm. it's it's an amazing kind of question to ask oneself. It, it, it is, and I guess the the tension is always. So I'm I'm trying to serve a global God, but I'm serving in a particular context. So so there's nothing wrong about saying Riverview is my context. This is the place I felt called mm. to. So I'm digging. I'm I'm. They're, they're deep roots here, and mm. I'm trying to be the best thing because this is the particular place that God has given me. So, so, so th- that's absolutely commendable and right. It, it only becomes wrong when somehow I start to view other places as the threat, the competition. Mm. The oh my goodness, they're bigger than us. Or you, you know, when it gets yeah. like like that, then I forget I've been called to be in a particular place. I mean, mm. be God's yeah. person here. Yeah. If 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 it's possible for me to stretch my hands further out right and to place wider afield wonderful Uh, it's about faithfully following jesus and it is about remembering so what is church about it it is not about how many people are sitting in rows uh, you know listening to a talking head that that is not a biblical view of church at all church is always about dynamic community the people of god who gathered to ultimately be scattered yeah so you're saying a dynamic community you're
0: basically saying it's not all one-way traffic no. It's not just the church dictating to the community. No. There is a give and take. There mm. is effectively a conversation between oh. between the people, between clergy and layperson or mm. whatever kind of Absolutely. terminology it's, it's you want to It's about give sharing
2: it. life together. So, mm. so at heart. I mean yeah. The, the, yeah. the church was birthed in people's homes. Uh, so 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 Judaism was a was a, a faith of the temple. Though, though it was also the faith of the synagogue, so so the synagogues were often like just small communities. You had to have ten people, or whatever, to form a synagogue, and you'd meet there regularly in your community. And then you came away to the temple three times mm-hmm. a year. You you worship there. Christianity moves away from that, and it, it starts in people's homes, and that, that's mm-hmm. where it's birthed. And they gather in people's homes uh, because it is about primarily sharing enough, and so so we're told that they eat together. They mm-hmm. they, they I mean, having meals together are about actually. Yawning about the lives which we have and what we're doing and how we're responding and how we should react to this. And it's in the first instance, it's about doing life together, doing it in the light of our love for Jesus. Uh, and somehow along the way, we sometimes turn that into we sit in rows and we listen to mm. incredible talking heads, but uh, mm, following mm. Jesus mm. isn't really about that. What do,
0: you, what do you make of that? You might have already answered this question, but I'm wondering what you make of the notion of people who are like, you know what, um, I'm kind of done with the the in church as an institution. I can have church in the pub with my friends. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get together and we're going to have a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of go down that path. But mm-hmm. I, I've always found that a little bit puzzling mm-hmm. because it almost strikes me as um, maybe just an excuse for having a bone to pick or mm-hmm. something that doesn't resonate with them. Yeah. And it seems almost a little dishonest sometimes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just going to head off. I'm... Rather than actually saying, you know, I have a problem with what's going on mm-hmm. here or this doesn't resonate with me or I'm not called here anymore yeah. or I disagree with that. They're like, mm-hmm. you know what? The church is me and my five mates having a beer at the pub. Yeah. you know, yeah. what, what do you make of that kind of yeah. Well, I think,
2: I think anything that's, that's birthed from cynicism and bitterness usually doesn't fare well. Uh, so, so I, I keep going back to this idea of life is call, life is invitation. I spot that God is working in the world, and I see that actually my name is reflected in many places in life, and I respond to the invitation to be part of mm. what's happening. So, so I don't have a problem with a, with a group of friends. Though hopefully they they're not a closed group because because I would make the qualification that that the moment church becomes closed group, no one else is really welcome here. That's not church. That that, that that's not church mm. at all. But if a, if a group of people get together. And they genuinely meet in the name of Jesus, and and that to me seems to be be, be the the big thing. A meet we're gathering in the presence <laughs> of Jesus. Can you do that in the pub? Of course, you can do it in the pub, but just remember the plus one factor that Jesus is here, and somehow our conversation is shaped in the light of the, the, light of the story of Jesus. Mm. And somehow we talk about that and we think about that and we think about how we can be God's people. Because to be church is to be the ecclesia or the called out people or the people who assemble together. They assemble together, be it in the local pub, wherever, but they assemble together for a purpose. What's the purpose? To go back into the society, mm. to live as God's people in the You're world. Right. So I get together, but it's an intentional gathering. And my observation is that, that sometimes what starts as we meet in the pub is we meet in the pub and after a while we're just talking about the kids and yeah, bragging to totally. each other about you know, whose yeah. child has got the best prize and who's really the brightest. And, yeah. and Jesus is somehow the plus mm. one factor isn't there at all. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we've, um, we've talked about consumer
1: Christianity from a um, church expression standpoint. Um, I feel like there's a theological element there as well in the way that we view God. As um, sometimes like a a commodity god, you know, Mm. I I come to him and he gives me what I want. Mm. I pray like the slot machine, and something comes out—magical
0: genie, sparkling golden fairy dust. And and this view of um,
1: I will serve a god who gives me what I want and who meets my needs, Mm. not a god who tells me where to move, Mm. as opposed to me to. You know, I think of this this image of, of. Jesus as both lamb and the lion, right? the right. one who uh, we don't tell to move somewhere. He
2: tells us to move somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, how does that play into all of this? I, I, I would just say you can think that and then one day you'll meet God and you'll be, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this doesn't work this way around. Hmm. I'm not the one who says, God, do this, do that, do the other thing. When you actually encounter God, you, you, you become like an Isaiah, I saw the Lord and I said, Woe is me, mm. for I'm a man of unclean lips. I mm. dwell amongst a people of unclean lips. And I hear God saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for me? And with a trembling voice, I say, Here am I, send me. You know, the, when mm. you actually encounter God, the, the, the movement is very different. Mm. So, so, yep, some people are like that. Let them meet God one day.
0: If you found any of our podcasts including today's one helpful the best thing you can do to support us is to share them send them on to a friend or someone you know and if you could rate us and review give us a five-star rating and a glowing review that would be great we're on social media as well. Our handle is at Riverview Online, and we'd love you to join us for our weekly Sunday live stream which is on Facebook and YouTube at 10am Australian Western Standard Time and if you can't make it then the stream will be available for 24 hours afterwards. Our music today is by the super talented Andrew Warong. Until next time, keep having conversations.